You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. And I hope to this morning to bring a word that can revive your soul this morning. I feel like we could all use a little bit of that, right? So we're in a series, um, and I believe it is called The Cure for Entitlement. I believe that's what it's called, which I love that because I feel like we could all use a little bit of a cure for what's been ailing us. Maybe you've been feeling a little bit of hopelessness. Maybe you've been feeling a little bit of kind of just this depression that has come on you or this apathy of, is life really going to get better? Is this our life? Is this our new normal? No, we don't like that term, new normal, unless it's a good new normal, right? Come on. So I am excited this morning, and I was thinking about this idea of thankfulness, of gratitude. And somebody, one of my favorite people in the Bible is David. I love David because he really understood this. He understood the power of thankfulness. He understood the power of praise. And if you need a pick-me-up, I would recommend just read some Psalms. Uh, Because David, he had this enduring quality, I guess you could say. He had this, this always, he has this hope in him. He always had this praise on his lips. And if you've been wondering, sometimes I've wondered, I'm like, what was David's secret? Because he was this shepherd boy and yes, he was anointed, but all of a sudden David is going from being a shepherd to slaying giants, right? All of a sudden you have this guy who then becomes king and he is just all, like everything is going against him and he just has this constant strength, right? He has, and I've always, have you ever wondered? I have. I've wondered what was his secret weapon? And I want to tell you this morning that I'm going to let you in on a little secret because I feel like God showed me this week that David had a secret weapon, but God is not a respecter of persons. He's a respecter of principles. Um, so we can have the same secret weapon that thanks, Rich. So encouraging. Uh, <laughs> we can have that same secret weapon that David had to slay giants, to bring hope in our life. Do you want to know what the secret weapon is? Come on. More people need to want to know or I'm gonna, not going to tell you. <laughs> my, my title this morning is Secret Weapon. So if you know anything about me, I like to win. So I feel like I, could like I like to bring messages about winning. And I want to bring us a secret weapon this morning. And so David's secret weapon was praise. His, I've never really thought about it, but it was God was just showing me that having a thankful heart and having praise on your lips is actually a secret weapon. So I'm going to talk this morning about a few ways that praise can actually be a weapon in your life. So open up, if you have your Bibles this morning, which I encourage, uh, to Psalm 103. And we're just going to jump right into this and look at the way that David used praise as a weapon and how it can move and do things in our life. So Psalm 103, verse 1. Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. 
He forgives my sins, heals my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. I mean, don't you already just feel better this morning? I know I do. And I would encourage you to not disconnect yourself from those promises. Because you, have, you can say those same things over your life this morning. The first way that being thankful is a weapon is it restores your soul. It restores your soul. See, the thing about David, and if you read through the Psalms, sometimes they start off pretty depressing. He's pretty honest about what was going on because he didn't have this cush life. He had some things happening to him. If you don't know his story, it was like thing after thing, challenge after challenge. Uh, When we were in Israel, we actually got to go see the area where he was hiding out in the caves. And it is hot. It is not a great location. Um, I never really pictured him having like this great time on the run, but it was like this next level of realizing that it was a desert. It was hot. It was not great. And he could have had a lot of really depressing psalms. He could have had a lot of very much like if he had an Instagram, you know, back then. (laughs) He could have had some very depressing psalms. Thinking about it, Think about sometimes how we, what we want to do. When we're struggling, we want to just kind of let everybody know about our struggle. And we just sit in it. Right? And it could have been so easy for David to just sit in his struggle. He could have just said, you know what, God? I know you said I'm going to be king. I know you gave me these promises. But this is, I'm not seeing it. And it can be so easy to do that. I know I've been there. And it's not about putting on a fake smile. I think that's very important because I've been there as well. Where you feel like the only way to get past it is to just put on a smile and to push through. Hashtag beast mode, right? But how many of you know that will wreck you? That will take you down because inside you know that you are not okay. You know that you are struggling. So I love that David starts his psalms with some honesty. God, where are you? God, our enemies are are all on every side. But then the way that he uses praise as a weapon is every single time, about in the middle, he switches, like on a dime. He's going down this like, this is horrible, depressing, oh no. And then something, it's like he just rises in his spirit. He just rises And again, remember, this is for us. Something rises in his spirit, and he shifts this way. He shifts this way. And I want to encourage us that that praise can do the shifting for you. Because sometimes, and that's why I was saying it restores you. Because when when you can be in a moment, and you can recognize, hey, this is not great. This is not what I want for my life. This is hard. Bring it to God but then put your hands up and surrender and thank him. Just a simple, God, I thank you for this day that you have made. It shifts something. And it will, and allowing him to then come in and restore your soul. Because what the enemy wants us to do 
is to a few things, a few options that we could do that he would love. One of them is to kind of just wallow in it, to kind of just sit in it, to almost put it on like a, a blanket, this like cozy blanket of hopelessness. This cozy blanket of, of just feeling like, well, I guess this is it. I guess this is what I just have to deal with. I guess this is just the way it is. And I, I, I know that this is a word for us this morning. I know that some of us have been feeling like this. So I want to encourage you to let this sink in that you don't have to do that. Another option is to just focus on all of these distractions. So maybe you're a retail therapy person. I tend to like to do that myself. Uh, you know, you just go shopping, you buy the new shoes, you do all of the things. Uh, you're chasing the, the goals at work, whatever it is to kind of mask it. But deep down again, you just still have that, that feeling is in there. And what the enemy wants to do is get us to a place where we are just feeling apathetic, broken, hopeless. And then he wants us to just kind of give up. Give up on ourselves and give up on God. And that's why there's so much power in praise. So I want to encourage you this morning. Even right now. Just take a moment and think about what has God done in your life. God is a good God. What miracle has he already done? When was he faithful for you? When did he already heal something in your life? He did something in your life. Come on. That deserves a clap for God doing something in your life. And I want you to allow that to give you some hope this morning. Because it's so easy to not think about that, to forget about that. And, and that has power to restore your soul this morning. We don't have to overcomplicate it. We don't have to overcomplicate it. We can go back to the blueprint that David gives us in the Psalms. Basic things like verse 3, he forgives all of my sins. I'm saying this because sometimes we need some reminders of things that we forget to be thankful for. And when we can just shift back to this posture of thankfulness, he forgave your sins. Wow. You don't have to live underneath that. That is freedom. That alone is enough to, that should make us sing and shout and dance today. There we go. Come on. We are free. And the lie of religion and shame would tell you that that's not for you. Would tell you that you've done too much for that promise to be for you. And I want to encourage you today that that is a lie. That is a lie. Jesus came for you and he forgave your sins and he died on the cross to bring you healing, restoration, freedom, and breakthrough. Don't minimize what he did on the cross and don't believe that it's not for you. And you might not even realize that you're doing it. But when you don't allow yourself to have a thankful heart, when you don't come to him and praise him for these things, you actually are minimizing what he did on the cross. And I don't say that to make you feel more shame. It's the opposite. I say that so that you can 
get that off yourself. Break the lie of the enemy off yourself with a moment of thanksgiving, with a moment of praise, and something will shift in a moment. Can I get an amen? There we go. That was good. Good job. (laughs) So I love, if you haven't heard this new album by Sean Fawcett, I don't know, how do you say his last name? Um, anyways, <laughs> he's been, if you don't know who he is, he's been going around the nation doing these amazing worship events with Revival. And they actually have a live, live album that just came out from Washington, D.C. So look that up. It's so anointed. Uh, Vince and I got like almost laying in the spirit in our kitchen listening to it. <laughs> the power of God literally came into our kitchen. Uh, but there's this line in the song that says, praise is the highway to the throne of God. And that is powerful, right? Praise is the highway, which means it gets you there faster to the throne of God. So I want to just paint this picture for us this morning that you can, by praising and by having a thankful heart and a posture of thanksgiving, it's the direct line to the throne room of God. And that is why it restores your soul. Because you are aligning, realigning yourself with your Father. He is pouring into you. He is bringing peace. He is bringing his love. And that breaks off all the things that the enemy has tried to put on you. I just see this picture of the enemy like heaping hopelessness on you and depression on you. And all of these things, these weights that you have to carry, the stress of your job, having kids, whatever it is, the fear that you're going to be alone, all of these things. And then praise is this like beam that shoots up. I just had this picture and everything just flies off. So it's like in a moment. So you don't have to work so hard. It's just boom. And that was David's secret weapon. So once you do that, once you kind of allow yourself to be restored, the next thing can happen. And so the second thing that praise does is it strengthens you. It strengthens you. It's really difficult to praise and be thankful when things are hard. It's, it's somewhat easy when things are going well, but I think sometimes even then we're not so good at it because we kind of take it for granted. So both ways, you have to remind yourself to be thankful, but when things are hard, it can be hard. <laughs> it can be challenging. It can feel like an effort to be thankful. I went, I've been starting to run again. Very, if you don't know, I had an ankle injury forever. Um, and so it's a slow getting back to running. But I was running the other day, and it was cold out. I was going uphill. Um, it's on this trail that I go on. There's like randomly horse poop. Bear with me. But I was having this moment. I was going uphill. It was cold. I lost all my cardio ability, apparently, from my injury. And I was like, why am I doing this? I thought I liked running. I'm confused if I even like it. But it was like this moment of struggle. But I got to the top of the hill, and the view was just gorgeous. And it was this moment of realizing that when we push through, when we have that, it's like push, like stretching this muscle of being thankful when it's hard, when you do not want to, when it is the last thing that you want to do, but you know that there's something on the other side. 
And so when you push through and you get to the top and you have that highway to the throne of God, something breaks off and you have developed a muscle. You have developed this muscle that you know how to win. You know how to win. The enemy wants you to go back to kind of the things I was talking about before. He wants you to have a pity party. He wants you to just dwell. It's like this movie that plays over in your mind of all of your issues or all of your struggles or all of the things that have come against you. You look on the news, you open up your phone, you, everywhere, it's so easy. And the enemy wants you to dwell on that because it makes you weak. It makes you weak. And so then he can throw something little at you, something that should not take you down. And it will take you down. And then you're like, why did that just take me down, right? And then you feel bad about yourself and it's this downward spiral and the enemy is literally like, yes, like doing a happy dance. He's like, I'm winning, they're losing. <laughs> and we have the secret weapon to turn that on him so fast. We're gonna look at an example in the Bible that might seem unusual. We're gonna look at Job because Job lost it all the entire life that he had built in a moment, like in a day, in a few hours. If you read it, it was like, this happened, he lost all of his wealth. Then this happened and all of his children died. And this happened and it was really fast. And he had no idea that this was God and Satan having this little thing going on. Job had no idea. This was his whole life that he had built. I only have two daughters not, he had even more than that. I can't even imagine losing one of my daughters. He, he lost everything. And the very first thing he does, we're going to look at Job 121. He said, I am naked from my mother's womb and I will be naked when I leave. The Lord gave me what I had and the Lord has taken it away. Praise the name of the Lord. And the verse right before that said he, as soon as he heard the news, he worshiped the Lord. What? <laughs> what? I mean, it's easy to read that and go, yes, come on, Job. But like, put yourself in his situation. And the only thing that makes sense is that he understood that there was a secret weapon. He had the same cue in as David, that there is a secret weapon that can turn things around. So he was able to worship in the moment when everyone would have been like, you know what, Job, you deserve a moment to just dwell in this, like to just be angry or to just, you know, even his own wife ends up telling him to like curse God and die. Yeah, that's great. Uh, but it's easy to judge her, but at the same time, she was probably just like, this is enough, like let's just be done. But he worshiped, he worshiped. And that moment actually strengthened him for the chapters upon chapters. It's like 30 chapters of his horrible friends, honestly. If you haven't read it, his friends make things worse. They just keep bringing up all these things, blaming him. Anyways, he stood strong, though. He wasn't perfect. 
No one's perfect. He had his moments, but he was able, at the end, he was doubly blessed. He got double for his trouble. And I love it. even says that his daughters were like the most beautiful women that anyone had ever seen. God just like showed off after all that. But I want us to grab something here. When we are able to praise God and thank God, it actually is directly linked to faith. Because it's saying, you know what? Things don't look good, but I know that God is good. I went through a season in my life about three years ago where it felt like blow after blow after blow had hit us, had hit me personally, had hit our family. It was next level. And I definitely did hit a place where I couldn't handle it anymore. And I didn't know about the secret weapon. And I just got numb. And I just felt paralyzed. And I got to this place where, like, anything that happened didn't even affect me anymore, but in, not in a good way. It was just like, I couldn't feel it. And I love that God is so good because he was so patient with me. And he just slowly started reminding me, like, hey, Becca, I love you. Hey, I, I called you to what you're doing. I'm not going to leave you. And Vince and I were actually on a trip in Florida. And we, we go there every year to visit my mom. And I was, I just couldn't even feel, like, the joy of being there. I was like getting ready one day and we were about to have even more things hit our life that we had no idea. And God was like, are you all in? And it was like in a moment, I was like, yes, I'm all in God. What's going to happen? But like, I'm all in with you. (laughs) I was a little bit like, okay, God, I think we've had enough, but what? Okay, let's do this. And God brought me to Psalm 25, verse one. Oh Lord, I give my life to you. Sounds so simple, but it was like this recentering of everything for me. I trust in you, my God. Do not let me be disgraced or let my enemies rejoice in my defeat. And I remember we went on a walk on the beach that night. And I mean, we were facing a drastic, it looked like we could lose everything. Like it looked like everything that we thought was our life was, could be gone. And we had two little girls but it was like something shifted in both of us. And we had this new faith, this new strength. And I remember we were just so thankful. We weren't like, oh God, how could you do this? It was this shift happened in both of us where we were just thanking God for everything that he had done. Thanking God that we had each other, thanking God for our girls, thanking God for our life that we were alive. And it's this, I mean, that post-it, I wrote that scripture on a post-it and it is still on our fridge. So we came back from that trip, went through probably one of the most confusing, difficult times of our life after that. And every day I just looked at the fridge, at that post-it and said, God, we're in this together. I give my life to you. And I wanna encourage you that that strengthened us, that strengthened me, that when things came my way, I was able to rise in my spirit. 
and, and wake up in the morning and say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Even when I would wake up and honestly not want to get up and honestly not feel like rejoicing. But it was like God would bring me back and remind me, look what I brought you through. Because I want to tell you that Vince and I and our kids, we are living our best life right now. Are we, and we know that it's just going to get better. I think back to those two people on the beach and we have so much, we've had so much healing, freedom, restoration, blessing upon blessing from that point. And I just want to encourage you wherever you're at that, that if you use that secret weapon, something will rise in your spirit. The third thing, and this is exciting, because the first two things, it's, it's like a defense. It's a defense against the enemy. You are getting restored. You're breaking off the things that he tries to put on you. And then you're getting strengthened. But the third thing that the secret weapon of praise does is it advances. It can actually be a weapon of offense against the enemy. It can actually help you take ground in your life, take territory in your life, because you turn your thankfulness to prophesying. You turn your praise into the promise and something shifts and you see yourself as an overcomer because you've allowed God to restore and you've allowed God to heal and strengthen you. And now you allow God to let you dream and you actually believe that it's gonna happen. That's why I love that song Echoes because it's, it's declaring that the darkness is not gonna last very long. And I heard that song at the very beginning of all the shutdowns and the lockdowns, and God was just showing me the promise of, of what he is about to do in this city, you guys. It is so exciting. Revival is coming to Salt Lake City like we have never known. People are gonna come here, travel here to see the move of God that is gonna happen. There's gonna be miracles and signs and wonders. And that's a weapon. That is a weapon to shoot into the darkness of what the reality looks like. Because it's easy for you to sit there going, that's nice. But I'm not just saying that as like a nice thought. God has shown us that. God has shown me. He has shown me. And because I've learned to walk with him, to believe him, I actually believe that. I want to encourage you this morning. Wherever you've wherever you're coming in here from. And maybe you're like me where you have just like I was a few years ago. Or maybe you've just kind of become a little bit numb. I want to encourage you that God can break that off. God can break that off of you today. You don't have to leave here feeling that, that depression or that hopelessness anymore. So we're actually going to take a few minutes and pray off a few things this morning. So I'm actually going to ask you guys to all stand up with me. Stand up. Because I want to actually beat the enemy this morning at his own game. 
I want to give us the tools that it takes to say no. Get off. I'm going to rise and I'm going to be more than a conqueror. But the first thing that I want to pray with you for this morning is for anyone here that maybe doesn't know Jesus yet as your personal Lord and Savior. And all that really means is that you have realized that you can't do this on your own and that you were destined to fail without Jesus and that he went to the cross for your sins and you're putting your, you're putting your hands in the air and surrendering to him, saying, come in, restore my life, make me new. I wanna live for you. So I can't go forward without giving you an opportunity because that, something will shift and your whole life will change. I was grew up Catholic and when I was 16 years, I think 15 years old, I found Jesus for the first time. And it was like everything that was taught to me became personal in a moment. And I would just wanna give you a moment this morning. If you say, I want to have that. I want to know Jesus personally. Or maybe you've, you've had a moment, but you've kind of just walked away from him. He is a God of, of second chances, third chances, fourth. He is a God of restoration. And so I'm just going to give you a moment. The count of three, if, the, if you say that that is you this morning, that you say, God, I want you in my life. We're just going to have this moment between you and God. It's a, it's a faith moment of stepping out, saying, I want Jesus to come in and restore me and make me new. One, two, three, if that is you this morning. I see your hand. I see your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just pray this prayer together. Say, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I want you to come in, renew my soul, forgive my sins. I want to live for you. In Jesus' name, I consider it done. Amen. Amen. Well, let's give them a hand this morning. I just want to encourage you that Jesus loves you each so much. He loves you so much. Jesus actually says that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So if you are in here this morning and you say that you have Jesus and he is in you, but yet you're carrying heaviness and wait, that that is, then that is not what he wants for you. And we can take our, our weapon of praise this morning and our weapon of thankfulness this morning and we can break that off. So I just want everybody in here because I think we could all use a little bit of that this morning. Just raise your hands and surrender. Just allow him to move in you this morning. The beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit can come and he wants to minister to you right now. You just need to let him in. So just picture Jesus right now. Thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you right now. God, we come 
to you with thanksgiving in our heart. We come to you and we are thankful, God, for who you are and God, for what you did on the cross for us. And God, we're thankful that you wanna break things off. So God, we pray right now that the spirit of depression would break off in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, depression has to get off in Jesus' name. We pray right now that the spirit of tiredness and apathy would break off in Jesus' name. You have to get off. We pray right now that weights, that, that people can just picture weights coming off of them right now. Things that have been stressing them out, anxiety, worry. God, that we can just lay it down right now at your feet. And God, right now, I pray that you would fill your people with your presence, God. Fill your people that hope would rise in them again. God, that hope would rise in them that they could picture the future and that it is better than the past, God, that they can picture good things in their life, that they can picture a hope and a future and good plans, God, that they can picture their kids having a, an amazing future, even if their kids are not walking with you right now, God. God, you are gonna bring the prodigals back. So we pray for hope in Jesus' name over that. I pray right now that anybody that has is just feeling the spirit of shame, that it would break off in Jesus' name and that peace would come on us this morning, Jesus. Your peace would flood in, just like Devin talked about, this flow from heaven, God, this overflow of peace this morning would come on us in Jesus' name. God, that you're strengthening warriors for you. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. I just want to encourage you this morning that we will be up here. I just feel like there's the, I can, the power of God is in this room. And if you, I, I want to encourage you, don't leave the, this morning without getting freedom without getting that weight off of you. And we would love to pray with you this morning. We'd love to help break that off with you. But I want to encourage you that God has given us all the same secret weapon of praise. He's given all of us that weapon. That shifts something in you. Just so you know, there's, there's an authority and a confidence that you will walk with when you understand that you have the same gift and the same uh, secret weapon of praise and power that I have that Pastor Jurgen has, that anybody has because it's God and it's the Holy Spirit. And so I wanna leave you with that weapon this morning. I want you to picture with me that you all have this new sword that you're walking out of here with, that you're gonna slay the enemy with this week and you're gonna rise in your strength. Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.